The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Foulest stench is in the air, the funk of forty thousand years, and grisly hosts from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. As tights and fights begins to play, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the podcast of the thriller. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Frights, the show that discusses wrestling with the spookiness and horror that it deserves. I'm the Jacko Lubturn, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Spooky Scary Skelkaton, Lindsay Kelk. Can you do the dance, Lindsay? Do you know that dance? I mean, I we don't have the spooky scary skeleton thing in England, but I think I've picked it up. It was a TikTok trend. I don't know. You might have been a citizen. I'm going to lie and say it wasn't. <laughs> Doing it right now. <laughs> I probably was. I'm so tired. Is it David S. Pumpkins? <laughs> if it's not David S. Pumpkins, I refuse to accept anything else Halloween that's happened since The Great Pumpkin, <laughs> Charlie Brown. But I think that's fine. I do just <laughs> want to give you props there, Halbert. That was incredible. That was an amazing intro. People at home, people pay Hal to do <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> You'll Thank get you. it for free. Uh, so congrats, Hal. That Appreciate was it. I had the work. idea a while ago, and I spent time on my lunch <laughs> writing that, which took nothing. It was just changing a couple words, but I appreciate it. I also probably watched Thriller like 90 times, just because it's that time of year, not to do with this. Anyway, we are joined today <laughs> by a special guest all the way from the Dead Meat channel in the Kill Count series on YouTube. It's all about the James and how you, oh wait, sorry. It's all about the James and how you play it. James A. Janice, welcome back, James. Hello, thank you for having me again during my uh, trademark time of year. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, you officially own the trademark, right? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you I it. own the month of October. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm willing to sell it, though, because I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I mean... <laughs> I'm an October baby, so I if if there's a discount Ooh, on that, yeah, I will take it sure. off your hands. Okay, we'll talk after this. We'll talk after this. <laughs> so, I, I mean, as you've alluded to, obviously this is like your busiest time of year. Oh yeah, you're like evil Santa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you give give us just like a little window into what it's like for you right now, like the schedule, what it looks like? Oh yeah, it's just uh just around the clock work and exhaustion. Because uh, in in October we release twice as many videos as we normally do, so it's twice as much work. And this year we were like, all right, we're gonna get ahead on this and get all these scripts written ahead of time so that we're not floundering when it comes to October. So we we did that, and then in August I believe it was like, oh, the strike's happening and you can't cover these movies that you've written the scripts for. Mm -hmm. And so we we're like, oh, that was the work that we 
connected. So we had to start from ground zero with like video games and other stuff that we haven't ever covered in the past. So it was new and then starting from ground zero and it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of work. And then of course, in addition to the work itself, every weekend is a different thing, mm-hmm. you know, a different event yep. and throughout the week are all these premieres and, and, and events and stuff. So like people want you to come to things and you're like i want to but i gotta do the work so you gotta find that balance and that balance usually just means cutting out sleep so sure almost at the end of it i that's Woo! that's the saddest thing of all is that like you we love halloween right but right now i can't wait for it to be over <laughs> and i just i resent <laughs> it right now but hopefully next year it'll be easier we'll be prepared for it without a wrench thrown into it and we'll be all good to go do you have just a great, big, beautiful blowout Halloween party to we celebrate do, getting through? Yeah, we do have a, uh, like, New Year's used to be our biggest party. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a party thrower. I've always loved just having Love lots it. of people over. But, uh, yeah, gradually Halloween became the biggest one. And so the Saturdays are, like, giant Halloween party that, Excellent. like, cater food and all that. Yeah. yeah. What, what Full moon, too. Oh, yeah. Just Ooh. for everyone that's having a Halloween party this Saturday, it's a full moon. So Ooh. expect craziness. Perfect. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm showing up at your Halloween party, because I've been to well, my father's business partner used to throw like a crazy, like the whole house was decorated. They had all sorts of stuff going on. I show up at your Halloween party. I'm not wearing a costume because I'm that guy. Like, what's the experience like walking through the door? I think mostly silent judgment and disappointment. <gasps> Beautiful. So it's just yeah. like being with my I don't family. think anyone's going to kick you out, but we're all going to be like, what the fuck is this fucking Halloween, dude? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? You're at, you're at the spooky house on Halloween. Did you not see all the animatronics outside? Did they not yell at you when, on your way inside? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the joke's on you because I, I have the same costume every year, which is a person barely holding it together. That's my costume every <laughs> yeah. single year. It's great. That's what we're all dressed as every day, yeah, man. That's right. <laughs> I have a question. One more question for you in this vein. As a as a yeah. Halloween expert, as the owner of October, the argument is <laughs> as when Halloween ends, we have a space of time. Thanksgiving's up next, and then we're into the, mm-hmm. the holiday holiday season. When do yeah. you think it's appropriate post post Halloween to put your other decorations up. Oh yeah. You know what? It it I feel like the day after Thanksgiving is good for Chris. I, I feel like, you know, the yeah, October first hits, put up your your Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. Or maybe early. Whatever. It's fine. And then Halloween's over November first. If you if you're if you're decorating for Thanksgiving, do it up then, you know? Yeah. They they each can have a month. There's there's time they can share. You know, that's true. What do you think? I think when the clock strikes midnight <laughs> into November 1st, <laughs> I will be putting the tree up and the lights. OK, because I love the, the lights as like any good Jewish boy. I love the lights and I love the music <laughs> of Christmas. I, I I married someone who's not Jewish, mostly just for Christmas. I just mean, yes, Christmas? I love her. She's my soulmate, blah, blah, blah. But Christmas, mm-hmm. come on. This is exciting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm always like ready to get into it. Uh, right away but it does seem like there's like where what everybody has a different there's no right answer i'm just curious where you fell on it if any two holidays can share the time it's thanksgiving and christmas i think yeah yeah I and you can so. always just watch nightmare before christmas a couple of times through november mm-hmm. that's nice mm-hmm. get a nice it's crossover right moment happening i like to turn my pumpkins around so the scary face is gone and it just looks like pumpkins for a minute. <laughs> yeah. That and it makes looks sense. like I've made a, a Thanksgiving effort. Smart. Yeah. But I'm I I I've always tried so hard to wait till after Thanksgiving, but I'm Hal's just inspired me to say, fuck that noise. <laughs> Let's get it all up 
Well, it's so much work to put them up, like the lights and the tree and everything. So might as well have them around. Didn't we just take it down? Didn't we just take it down? I I saw Hallmark uh, a couple weeks ago. Did they do like their ornament drop? And so they, it's like all the new ornaments are out, all the new fancy ones, and they have a series of of Star Wars ornaments. One of which is the carbonite freezing chamber from from empire with all the characters on it and hans in the middle and he's got the binders on and you press a button and and it lights up and then and then it plays the entire audio of that scene like from from boba fett and and darth vader like sort of negotiating like he's worth a lot to me like he can't die all the way through i love you i I know i know and then they play the music the Han Solo drops into the center slowly. A light shoots <laughs> How up. How is this an ornament? All the noise. Did you dream this? And then, you dream and this? then up Don't from the center smoke. comes Han in carbonite. And you get all the oh. way to like the... And then it, and then it, you can reset it. Wow. That's nearly as good. I swear we'll talk about wrestling. Uh, but <laughs> that's nearly as good, Hal, as the giant plastic diorama I got from CBS a couple of years ago, which is just Darth Vader and a couple of stormtroopers that spin um, in the spot whilst Felice Navidad plays. <laughs> and it's my favorite, most precious ornament. It it makes no sense. And it yeah. is an officially licensed Star Wars item. So into it. Uh, and I recommend you just hit up. I also have Felice Navidad playing Snoopy who is holding maracas and has a mustache, which okay. is a officially approved licensed item. And I just love to see all of these characters coming together to celebrate diversity at Christmas. Do, it's so beautiful. Yeah. He, you said he has maracas? He has are maracas. They, are they yeah. are they like little Woodstock maracas? That'd be cute. Oh, they're not. They <laughs> fucked two, up there. Two Woodstock yeah. birds. Yeah, they messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah, it, it really confuses the cats, but they, because it kind of, goes around in a circle uh-huh. it's kind of knee high and and they, they don't attack it but they know it's not cool yeah <laughs> they're like they're we're just gonna watch it, it but yeah. we're not pleased with it but to me nothing says christmas like darth vader dancing to feliz Navidad. true that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but of course we, we haven't gotten past halloween yet as we've said you're we've established how busy you are have you been able to squeeze in any time to watch wrestling in there? Shockingly, I am only behind one Raw. Oh, wow. I am only wow. behind one three-hour Raw. I have managed to um, keep abreast with the rest of it uh, because I, I've been doing a lot of traveling. So while I'm sitting there in, sitting there in the airport or taking a, an Uber to the airport, I, I can watch like the, the shows, you know? Or if I'm, I usually try to squeeze it in like, uh, oh, I'm doing laundry and folding the clothes. That's when I'll put it on. You know, sure. I, I'll, I'll try to, yeah. I'm never just sitting down watching it. I have to be doing <laughs> something else to make the best use of my You're time. never doing but... anything relaxing and, and, and Of course and, not, no. I can't just enjoy it. No. Yeah, no. yeah, no. <laughs> wrestling I... isn't to be enjoyed. What are you <laughs> talking about? Not. Wrestling is to be enjoyed. So like, that's <laughs> fine. That works. Happy but Halloween. Yes, I, thank you. Yeah. And I, I have been keeping up with it. And you know what? Uh, I, w- when did we last? Uh, when was I last on the show? Was it a year ago? Or a, a lot's happened. And I feel like I like it. Yeah, I, f- I forget what state it was in. I feel like it was starting to get good mm-hmm. about a year ago. But well, no, it was getting good. Because Oh, you know what? We were talking about. Uh, I remember we were talking about Sammy and, and Cody and all that. It was the beginning of this year. Mm. And there was that internal conflict of like. I know Cody's the guy. I want Sammy to be the guy. Yes. So now, especially, I can enjoy Cody now more now that we've moved past that whole mm-hmm. uh, that whole tension for me. 
And uh, still, I, I must have said it back then, and I, I stick to it now. It's I think it's really good right now. I'm, I'm really enjoying watching it. It's it's a fun thing to watch. I agree. And we've been talking about this lately. And not only are Raw and SmackDown very good, but NXT, which suffered for a while when they went into their 2.0 phase, they were like, we're just, mm -hmm. we were going to go from AAA to single A ball. We were like, you're just going to watch people develop and we're turning all the lights on. So there's no mistaking anything back to <laughs> sort of that black, those black and gold roots without all the uh -huh. indie people as much as just like, we're developing these people and they have a lot of great, a lot of great talent in the hopper. Did you get a chance to watch Halloween Havoc? I haven't watched Halloween Havoc. I did watch the uh, their their big "Let's Ruin Tony Khan's Birthday" episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it worked on me, you know. They 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 yeah. studied they it with stars. They were doing. Yeah. Yep, and I I watched it, and I was like. This is great, and if I had more time in my life, I, I would also watch this, but all the new people who I saw who I wasn't familiar with, I was like, I'm excited to see more of them when eventually they come up to the main roster, uh, and yeah, it seemed, seemed like they had a good product on their hands from what I saw. Mm -hmm. They do, and they, they yeah. went crazy last night. Lindsay, what did you like that you saw? What, what were some... I really enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. I feel so weird about being back. I feel bad, which is so stupid. I've got to stop having feelings towards A, companies that don't care about me and B, inanimate <laughs> objects that playfully is never dead. But I've got to stop this emotional <laughs> attachment because I feel guilty for having dropped it for so long because now I love it again so much. Yeah. Um, and I just thought they did such a spectacular job. Roxanne Perez and Kiana James blew it out that match was crazy uh and i loved it i enjoyed uh i want to say b Priestley, but that's not her name blair davenport now that's her name and gg dolan i thought that was fun i mean it was super heavy on the ladies uh which is always fun to see i thought shotzi and scarlet did an incredible job of hosting that was awesome. Their little shining tribute mm -hmm. was adorable and hilarious. And I think we may have found what Scarlet should be doing and not just crawling through Carrion Cross's legs miming. <laughs> I think we found her sweet spot and it's <laughs> a mic. Lip syncing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it turns out if you let her say stuff, she's really funny and really smart and really good. And she and Shotzi were fantastic together. Um, I just loved the whole thing. Uh, Lexus King. I can't call him Lexus King. I know it's Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. And he's not going to use that name because he's mad about it. Um, <laughs> but Lexus King sounds like a car dealership in a not great part of town that's trying to be better. You know, right. <laughs> it's like he was he wasn't even quarterback on the high school team. He was something else. <laughs> and now you can come down to Lexus King and get a used Lexus from the king. <laughs> I feel weird about it, um, but that was great. It was all great. I genuinely, genuinely enjoyed it. And then the the championship match at the end, I thought was stellar. Everyone brought their A game. And I got CJ Cargill on my TV again, which is hilarious. I think she might have been on more WWE TV since she got signed than she's been on AEW in her entire tenure. <laughs> What'd she do? Did she just, you know, like stand there and look good? Just there. She came okay. out for the women's title match yeah. looking like, an absolute killer. And was that the, the Becky match where she, she lost it? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Came out, took her coat off, sat down. And I was like, this is, she's still having more impact here on the industry than she has previously had. But it, she's incredible. I can't wait to see her. They're just the building the anticipation so well, because we know she's there. There's no point hiding it. I totally understand. There's no point bringing her out of the rumble as a surprise. Yeah. Let's just have her keep showing up like Jaws 
and you never know when she's going to strike. You know, it's like, we just don't know when she's going to beat someone shitless. And I am here for it. It's still surreal to me, uh, for me hearing Michael Cole say her name. It's it's know, so right? weird to me, yeah. but I love it. Like, and yeah, I, I don't know the last person they did this kind of build. I mean, Cody, I guess they... Yeah, even he was a surprise, sort of like he, 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 sort yeah, of, I mean, a, you knew, but you he was the, the worst kept a secret poorly kept, yeah, history. surprise. Yeah, with Jade, it's like ESPN and just like yeah. yeah, really rolling out the red carpet for, her, and I love it. She deserves it, and the reverence in their voices when they yeah. speak about her. It's like Michael Cole. It's like he's gonna cry. He's so excited <laughs> that she's there. Yeah, they're making sure that even if their audience had no idea what AEW was. Yeah. They just like completely kept their blinders on that they're going to think she's a big deal. And yeah. that's so cool. And she is killing her side of the deal, you know, just showing up and looking like she has been, it looks like she was born there. Oh, yeah. And it's magical, magical. Uh, also, like part of the golden era that we're in right now is sort of everybody has stuff to do. So Jade Cargill's obviously at the forefront. But meanwhile, I know you haven't watched Raw yet, but Nikki Cross is turning into Charlie Brown at the beginning of Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas. Like, she's just, like, walking around with her head down. She had a tag match where she just wasn't involved. I just love... Just wandered off. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. where they're going with this. She was in the background of a vignette where she was just, like, sitting on some, I don't know, some uh, just platforms yeah. and just, like, yeah. looking sad. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. her trending uh, Monday night on, on Twitter and was like, what is nikki cross doing to have her name up there but i love her uh, she's great yeah 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 it's nice to see they're doing something that's not making her aware i mean i know the superhero thing was her gimmick her idea, and that's yeah. fine mm-hmm. and she got it over which is a miracle she um won the championship you know, right that's and in it's her wild because she yeah. is such a peppy happy lovely funny person in real life phd too right didn't she great yeah she's she got her, so yeah. smart and mm-hmm. she's wonderful like she's just someone she's very life affirming you know she's one of those people you talk to her for five minutes and you come away feeling better that you're alive yeah. like she just has <laughs> such good energy and yet i think that character for her is so strong she's so good at mm-hmm. it that i just want to see where it's going yeah. i love it so much yeah 100 so great yeah, it's nice to finally see because I feel like the men's stuff has been great for, you know, a solid year now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nice that the women's division is finally catching up under Triple H and we're yeah. finally getting non-title storylines and things mm-hmm. to do. I, I feel like maybe it started to get good. Honestly, thank you, Trish. I feel like Trish and Becky, uh, mm-hmm. I was a big fan yeah. of that stuff. I've Their first promos against each other, I was enamored with. Obviously, you know, anyone who watched wrestling back in the day and was into ladies has a crush on Trish, me completely <laughs> included. So to see her sure. coming back and like kicking ass and hanging in there with all the, yeah. the modern day roster was so uh, great. I can't wait to see more if she's doing oh, and more. That final match that she and Becky oh had was yes. The insane. cage match was insane, man. Yeah. I'm so glad they got to do it after having their match like postponed and delayed yeah. and just like pushed. And, and I'm so glad the two of them just kept at it and uh and kept fighting for it. And then yeah, I mean, thank you, Becky, too. Cause I feel like her NXT uh run was mm-hmm. really good also for elevating yeah. Car- like Zia Lee is doing stuff now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's amazing. She's still there. I yeah. was like, look at you. Look at you. You still have a job. I love that for you. Indy Hartwell <laughs> had a great match. Like they're yeah. All yeah. These people are. Yeah. They're all getting Tegan shots. Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so great. Also, I love uh, Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio as, as buddies. Oh, yeah. I heard that it was deafening <laughs> booze, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see that segment. I mean, yeah. it, I when just when I thought they couldn't put any more heat on Dominic, <laughs> they get Logan Paul to be his biggest cheerleader. <laughs> oh, like, really? Um, Is that what? Because yeah, I knew that they were like, involved. You all stop booing him. You cheer this guy. <laughs> you show this guy some respect. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. God. Yes, please. More of this. This is fantastic. I love it. And there's also like, there's something to simplicity in storytelling. A long time ago, Chris, I, I remember Chris Jericho telling this story either on his podcast or in an interview when he had his angle with Rey Mysterio where he's trying to rip the mask off. And he's like, the whole story was, I'm a bully and I want to take his mask away from him because I'm a bully. I want it. I want to embarrass him. And now we have Logan Paul coming in going, hey, Rey Mysterio, I beat you before. I want your title. And now I'm going to take that from you. Like, I don't want you to have that title anymore. I think I should have it. It can, it can be that simple. There doesn't have to be like a, I signed the secret contract. It's like, no, I'm back. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big star and I'm going to take this away from you. Do you think he's going to win that title? I don't know. I think they're going to turn it into a tag match with Ricochet and Dom. Oh, oh, oh that's interesting. I don't know. And then feel... hold it over. I I would love to see him win it. Yeah. I hate myself. Oh, really? I hate myself so much. <laughs> Lindsay, I would, I would love to see Logan Paul carry an entire. Wow, guys! I hate yeah. that guy, and I hate myself, and I want to see that man with gold. Yeah. Can you what? imagine what a shithead he would oh my be? God. Can you yes, imagine? I, I very much yeah. can imagine that. It's not hard at he all. He would like bring his wedding forward so he could wear the championship to oh, his wedding. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just for the photo op. I hate myself. I kind of need it. <laughs> if, if Listen, if he gets it, I don't want him to like keep it till WrestleMania. No, he can it have be, it like, for like three like minutes. Like he literally can lose it on Raw the next day for me. Okay. Uh, but I fully just want to see that shithead walking around with a title around his waist. I feel like that's the most deprived title right now. Because obviously mm -hmm. Intercontinental is yeah. so prestigious with guns. But yeah. like... Uh, from Austin Theory's very lackluster reign, and then even Ray's reign hasn't really been yeah. doing too much. Like that, that mm -hmm. title needs something, and I guess yeah. uh, Logan Paul Run could possibly do something with it. But I would um, let him have it, and then I would have Santos take it off him. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm wondering what happened with Santos because it seemed like they were yeah. getting ready for him to like do something with Ray, and I, I, I wonder if maybe he just wasn't as over as they were hoping he'd be. Uh, to to do that, to pull that trigger, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I guess Ricochet. I feel like I have to set Ricochet in the mix, but no, uh, whatever. I like <laughs> Santos. I like Santos. He seems like a nice guy. I think they're <laughs> stewing up a heel turn for him, and they're not ready yet. I, I, this yeah. is the way I would imagine it, and I could be 100 percent wrong. Is Santos causes Ray to lose the title to Logan Paul, so they can have a feud. They don't need a belt to have a feud between the two of them. No, they don't. Then, mm -hmm. then Logan Paul can drop it to Ricochet. And then you have another babyface champion. I will also accept that. I, I have seen people suggest <laughs> that perhaps uh, if Logan Paul were to win the U.S. title, he could lose it to L.A. Knight. Mm, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not sure I want that. Like, I mean, I want L.A. Knight to win like a, a big boy belt. Right. You know, I think they like... need to make him a new belt that's just for him. And he's the only one that has it. It's <laughs> just the yeah belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just a big boy's belt. Uh, and it just says every time you spin it, it goes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we would all buy one. <laughs> that's sure. what Absolutely. I know. That's what I know. Yeah. yeah. Every time you Velcro it around your waist, it says, let me talk to you. And it, <laughs> you could just wear it around the house. Every time you wanted to say something to your spouse, it would be hilarious and wouldn't get tired at all. 
Yeah, I think uh, last time I was on this show, he wasn't even in the picture. Or no, he was around. I think. He was he Max was Dupree, I think. Warming up, but yeah, he wasn't doing uh, this. Yeah, because when was his when was his glow in the dark Mountain Dew match? SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam last year. SummerSlam. No, wait, I think it might have been last year. That. Hold up, hold yeah. up, hold up. Let me, I'll find it out. Uh, it was SummerSlam okay. 2020. So yeah, I don't think it was Max Dupree earlier this year. He definitely, you know, exploded in a great way, and yeah. I love watching him. I don't care that he's just uh, the Rock and Stone Cold went into the the machine from the fly and got fused into a single being. I don't care. It's great That's to watch. That's not an easy thing to get right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So we've seen I'm... the fly. We've seen the Simpsons version of the fly. Like the fact that they nailed it this time. Good work. Yeah. Royal Good Rumble. Work. That's what... Stanford. That's when it happened. Royal Rumble. Oh, it was okay. In the so Rumble. Yeah. okay, it would have been. Sh- and that was like him starting to get. Yeah, more over with the crowd. I mean, that, I think that feud helped him a lot. Oh, for sure, because uh, he got to be on the mic, and yeah, uh, yeah. With, with Bray. wasn't that Bray's last Honest. match? That might have been Bray's yes. last match. It was. God damn, yeah. it was his oh. last match. God, I got really yeah. sad. Yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> yeah, because they had because uh, La Knight fought Finn after Bray passed, and it was it was nice that it was like Bray's last opponent, and then. Versus the first person he fought as the Fiend. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little kind of like... It was the Fiend's first and last opponent, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Man. that God, that sucked. That's such a bummer. Sucks. Still sucks. Yeah, I was l- watching footage of him today for... We'll, we'll talk about it later, but it was... I was like, oh, man. So Yeah, I was watching that footage, too, right before we began. Yeah. And, like, it's still hard to watch yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. Th- those two episodes after his passing uh, of Raw and SmackDown, I just cried all five of those hours it was so bad yeah that's i mean yeah. that's um but now now we have la Thankfully, Knight. we're gonna give him some flowers today so i love that yeah nice. uh, yeah Absolutely. exactly yeah we're gonna give him a whole bouquet but now 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 that uh, la Knight is is taking his step into the main event he's gonna lose to to roman mm-hmm. in saudi arabia I mean, you can yep. you can bank that. It's fine. Like, it's just a big deal for him to be there. Would it be a step down? I feel like a secondary title. I felt like that was the next step for him. But he got so hot that they kind of skipped him. Went like, you just go to yeah, the main he event. Frogged over it. I feel. Do, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he can drop back after that loss and win a secondary title, or is that? I mean, probably he'd be fine. It's just not necessarily what I personally would want to see. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it, the other thing is that. Seth is holding the belt longer than I kind of expected or wanted him to right. just because there's so many friggin' people in the main event scene. Make him, and- make him put it down. I feel like he's the most spoiled child at daycare. And they're just like, it's like, you know, it's someone else's turn to play with the Flintstones phone today, Seth. <laughs> and Seth is like, no, but I'm not done with it. Like, I still want it a little bit longer. And they're like, okay, well, you think like, it's let's Seth just... himself. You think no, it's, I uh... don't. I don't. Okay. I, I don't know either way. I, I sure. don't. I keep saying this and I know I've got to stop because I'm such a broken record, but I just feel like he's on a completely different show to everyone else in the WWE. He's We've talked about this. He's just Seth Island. He, we've gone from Cody Island to Seth Island. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fine. Have an island. Don't be everyone's best friend. Don't be part of the mix. But like, don't keep the belt there. That was the whole point of having that goddamn belt. Right. And Pass as a... it around, you child. As a, Shins- a Shinsuke mark, I... You know, Same. I'm so Same. sad because like that felt like his last chance to to get a world title, and yeah. it was his best presentation I've seen of him. Finally, letting him cut promos in Japanese, he was scary. He was awesome, and 
that match was great and then the ending was so weird that last man yeah. standing match it was so sudden and i just i'm worried that he's not going to get back up to that level again i just really wanted yeah. even if it were a short little reign just just give him give that i just want to see him holding that belt right like i I, I want that in my eyes so i can keep it there yeah <laughs> like, uh, my wife I and i need. we entered our wedding reception to shinsuke's music which she had a red cape and i was uh I was the Sami Zayn equivalent to when he was like the um, the artist, uh, mm -hmm. whatever he was doing. He was just like hype Shinsuke up when he came out. Yeah. I, that was me <laughs> to her Shinsuke. And she just like flung the cape around. And that was perfect. how we entered our wedding reception. It's perfect. Oh, so yeah. No notes. Magical. <laughs> yeah. Magical. Uh. Oh, and do we want to talk about Drew McIntyre? I think Drew's that doing guy. great right now. I think his yeah. I really like his uh his his tweener stuff going on where it's like, no, I'm not necessarily a full out heel, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna save you out like unnecessarily. I like that stuff. I do like the stuff they've been doing on commentary too, the positioning of him that yeah, they're really supporting that tweener vibe where they're like you know he was a champion during the thunderdome era and he mm -hmm. didn't get to come out at wrestlemania to a hundred thousand people and he held it down and he was a fantastic champion and, and it's like they're justifying it they're not saying what a spoiled baby why is he complaining yeah. um so yeah it is interesting positioning i don't think it's going to be an easy thing to pull off but they are doing a really good job of it so far. And he is so good. He's just so good. And he is. I know, I feel like I take him for granted as a human that works there, but like such a physical specimen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every week I see him in the ring and you're like, oh my God, this man's enormous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a proper old fashioned beefcake. Absolutely. As my yeah. nan would almost certainly not have said but like a proper <laughs> buff fella yeah uh, and so impressive there, there are larger men like lashley you know is is he, his muscles are bigger mm -hmm. but i feel like if you were to just picture beefcake it's drew yeah. mcintyre yeah he's like the guy if you met him in the pub and you spilled your pint on him by accident he would just knock you out with one punch <laughs> yeah. he's like that physicality mm -hmm. which i always enjoy in wrestling i don't love a super super honed physique on everyone yeah like even with la knight like he's big but he's not super super every muscle is honed he's just like in amazing shape yeah and that to me makes you know it's i it's easier to get behind that than someone who is like, look, I have flexed this muscle seventeen times today. In who isolation. are you thinking when you when you say yeah. that? Like a like a Bobby Lashley or yeah, a Bobby Lashley, an Austin Theory, maybe you well, know. Austin Theory like, is like his muscles are insanely large. Yeah, even the Montez Ford, like yeah. it, mm. once it veers into bodybuilding, okay, I'm less invested in the character. That might be a weird thing. I'm curious to hear what all this is saying. Is Masters? that an issue for anyone else, or am I strange? Yeah. Because <laughs> as a as a thinner guy, I I look at those other bodies as like, okay, that's never attainable for me. Just my body's mm -hmm. not like that. So for me, the one body that I'm like, oh, if I could just constantly devote myself to perfectly eating and working out, maybe in some world I could do it, is Ludwig Kaiser. Cause that guy is just like mm. Rip, yeah. but he's like lean super lean mm -hmm. super yeah. super lean but yeah he looks great to me uh i love that guy and I, I i'm excited for him to eventually have like a solo run where he's not just like because his character work is extraordinary just like the yeah. little little flicks of his hand just mm -hmm. like and the little cock of the walk thing he does i, I love it <laughs> yeah he's fantastic and i, I mm -hmm. think i think for for drew just bring it bring it back to him he's so uniquely 
uh, gifted at, at living in that gray area because we've seen mm-hmm. both sides and because mm-hmm. he always works better with an edge to and even as a even as a face he was like a brawling face and and had attitude but but also as you hit the, the nail on the head like they're they're the commentary is doing a great job of of setting up setting up a story that makes 100% sense like being able to track the logic in these storylines is feels like such a luxury yeah mm-hmm. and i it's so rewarding i live yeah. in constant fear it's going to be taken away from me <laughs> long term storytelling yeah i started rewatching wrestling in uh beginning of 2019 and so my first exposure to drew was scottish psychopath who took out dean ambrose mm-hmm. i think that was he like beat him up so bad that he like left the company and i was like okay who's this guy <laughs> but i think wasn't he rolling it wasn't it like him and bobby lashley and baron corbin for a little bit were like this trio of mid-card heels that just like randomly teamed up to to beat people and powerbomb them i think i mean it's no three-man band so <laughs> i i don't have space for that in my brain i'm afraid right. i only it's have hard room for three mb <laughs> i think he beat both of them at different points during his return like when he came back uh to the main roster oh, okay. like he beat heath slater and then he beat jinder mahal he went it's solo fun. he pulled a, a jerry hollowell <laughs> <laughs> which is His my children's book will be out next year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay part of the conversation with Tights and Fights on all of our social media channels. That includes Blue Sky, where you can find all of us. Links are in the show notes. When we come back, we're talking about all the best spooky moments in wrestling history. That's up next on Tights and Frights. Amazing moments in history. High-flying icons. A celebration of the past and a look to the future. Wow, are we still talking about wrestling? Nope. I'm talking about the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. Of course. The Museum of Flight is the largest nonprofit air and space museum in the world. And as of this past Tuesday, October 24th, they've just begun their new audio miniseries, A Queer History of Aerospace. This audio miniseries is dedicated to exploring the ways that LGBTQ plus community has shaped and been shaped by aviation and space exploration. And as wrestling fans know, oftentimes cis-het white people were eager to tell the stories of people who looked like them. The ultimate goal of a queer history of aerospace is in the same vein of what we do on Tights and Fights. Encourage people who have been left off museum walls to share their own histories so that we can start telling the whole story. What do you suppose, Albert, an aviation or space-themed wrestler would do for their finisher? I don't have to suppose because I know. Here's what they would do. They would pinch the air hose until the person passed out and then pin them. So so easy. So easy. You can cut off the oxygen. You don't even need to get your hand around their neck. You just need to like step on the hose. Perfect. I mean if you if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. He's, yeah. You're on top of that. I love a, that. A I'm flying just... elbow would take like twelve hours. <laughs> they might not even go the right they jump off of the turnbuckle and then keep going and they'd burn up in they'd probably be jumping towards the sun and then eventually they would die on the way because it takes a long time. But if they made it there, they would burn up before they got to the atmosphere. Like, they would get close to it and then... Let's keep it in the ring. Like, yeah, you don't want to be jumping anywhere. We don't want any high flyers. We've got high flyers enough. Yes. At the museum. Correct. Listen at museumofflight.org slash podcast or search The Flight Deck on your favorite podcatcher. New episode every Tuesday, beginning October 24th. 
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. And... James A. Janice. That's correct. <laughs> yes, passed it. Now we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Get a life, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate! I Look at this face! And a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? We're here to talk about horror and wrestling. This is like the perfect crossover for you, James. Yes. What are when, when I say to you, horror and wrestling combined? What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, you know, it's, it's two images side by side. It's the mm. Undertaker and it's the Fiend mm. for me because Attitude Era. When I watched as a kid, Undertaker was there. Even though he quickly became American Badass when I watched it, and uh, then I started rewatching in 2019. And quickly, there were some weird vignettes going on. And I was asking everyone else, I was like, what the hell is all this going on? They're like, dude, Bray Wyatt's coming back. And I'm like, I don't know who that is, but cool. And then uh, Firefly Funhouse happened, and it was the most interesting thing possible on wrestling TV in 2019. There are so many parallels between Undertaker and Bray Wyatt, just in terms of what they represented in their day. Because the Undertaker, when he was introduced in 1991 or 90. Like he yeah. was supposed to be terrifying, and it's and kids were scared of him. And he's this this supernatural figure that nobody can quite beat. And he he's got all the mental games, and he's he's got all these weird props around him. Kamala, you will not survive Survivor Series, Kamala. Rest in peace. Then along comes Bray Wyatt, and you can't do that same thing in 2015, 2014. But that that first vignette introducing him with all the weird camera angles and going into the house and, and just, it's it's such a perfect, just like The Undertaker was, it's the perfect person to play the perfect role. And he he was maybe one of the best promos of all time, just in terms of like he always knew what his character was talking about, even if we didn't, and that made it even more terrifying. The world is deteriorating between their toes, and they do nothing about it. They only stand there, they whisper and wonder, but they never do anything about it. But I've seen it all in my dreams and in my thoughts, and above everything else, I understand this is not the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when those early Bray Wyatt promos started um, before, well, yeah, would it be early 2014? Because mm. then it was Mania New Orleans and they were showing them as sort of these swamp people, but they were really playing on the true detective stuff. Oh, yeah. And would that, that was so subtle. And I felt like it really was, this is going to sound so snooty and arsehole-ish, but it sh- it really respected the audience. It it made us feel, it allowed us to feel smart if you got it, you know? It's like, oh, they're referencing this HBO 
true detective show because they're talking about the yellow king and they're talking about time being a flat circle and that was all the stuff off there and oh, it was, was all that, those things was that in their promos yeah 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 oh, it was wow. all in there wow. and it was like if you get it you get it and that's cool and you immediately love them because because if you were into that show at the time it was like a whole thing but if you didn't get it it was still creepy as fuck because there's still these terrifying people out in a shack wearing a sheep mask you know like and, and it, it was still terrifying i just thought everything about the white family's introduction right up until the loss at mania oh god <laughs> everything about it was fantastic it felt fresh it felt current it it kind of showed that wwe was paying attention outside of wrestling to me and it was just so fucking creepy it was so creepy yeah, I imagine there were some small children went to bed afraid on Monday nights because I wouldn't have enjoyed that as a child. <laughs> like, I was a child of Papa Shango, so that was my yes. nightmarish mm-hmm. vision. Like, I would have nightmares about Papa Shango. I was terrified of Papa Shango, but I also would like to age myself by uh, also pointing out, this all is a nice link, actually, because New Orleans, I was terrified of Live and Let Die as a child. I was obsessed oh, yeah. with Live and Let Die, but <laughs> I was yeah. terrified of it. <laughs> You know, as a kid, you have one thing that you're really, really scared of, but you make your mom put it on all the time because yeah. you're like, yeah. "This is this is the time I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to be I'm going to be fine this time." Um, so that whole voodoo thing terrified me. Papa Shango showing up in my favorite thing, not cool, <laughs> right. not cool. I was terrified. Um, whereas the Undertaker never did anything for me. I was like, it's just a fella. Uh, but Papa Shango, like, he's gonna kill Jane Seymour when I'm not looking. Like, this is yeah. scary, <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, and I felt like Bray Wyatt had those same creepy supernatural undertones, maybe in a more subtle way than ye old Shango. Uh, but oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. The the link from the email, the yeah. Wyatt family debut on Raw. Yeah. Uh, that says the White family debut on Raw seven July eighth or twenty thirteen. Is that right? Wow, was it, it went oh, back it was twenty thirteen. Yes, because the first they the first program was them attacking Kane, which you see at the end of that. Yeah, and then they had an Inferno match at SummerSlam where they just had fire around the ring. Okay, and did uh, they win that against? Bray Wyatt Kane? won that match. Against... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that was and a big deal. Did great right up until they made him fight that boy <laughs> so was after kane was it cena who they then feuded? cena was mania so there was some well, stuff in between remember uh he was bray was kind of a big part of daniel bryan's rise remember they yeah. actually mm-hmm. recruited daniel to the wyatt yeah. family turned out bryan was trying to sucker them in so that he could finally yeah. take care of them it was he wore yeah. overalls it was yeah. very exciting that, that was back then like their first year of so, okay, mm-hmm. so uh, because, again, this is my giant blind spot between, yeah. like, 2001 and 2019. So prior to this promo on July 8th, 2013, I know that Bray had been in there as, like, Husky Harris. Was that part of Nexus? <laughs> yes. Is that yes. right? Yes, he okay. yeah. was, was, the, was that the last time that Bray would have been seen before this promo, and then this promo was the debut of his cult leader character? In the main roster, he did the, he did a version of that character in NXT slash FCW. Okay. Um, I think he did stuff with his brother there also. Like, oh, with like I think they might have I think they might have feuded. Don't don't quote me on that. But but really this was the main roster. This is like the this was his rebirth 
from Husky Harris, which they never mentioned, to yeah. this sort of mysterious figure. And the John Cena uh, feud is so great. Obviously, they made a bad booking decision because it was 2014 and John Cena wasn't going to lose. But this idea of him manipulating children, like that kind of weakening John Cena because – He's just watching this innocence disappear, this innocence sort of uh, grotesquely bent to his will. Sing with me, children, little bitty babies. He's got the little bitty babies in his hand. He's got the little bitty babies in his hand. He's got the little bitty babies. It was so good. And it felt like it was leading to him getting sort of a signature win. And I don't know that he ever got, I, I know he had a bunch of wins and he obviously had a couple of world title runs, which is great. I don't think he ever had the signature win that he, that he should have had. And I think that didn't kill the character, but it took the teeth out of it. Like they had to bring, they had to do the fiend at some point because he'd already, there's nothing bigger than wrestling John Cena. That was what it led to. And it, and it, it he, was essentially turned into like a King Kong Bundy. If it's felt like he was like a King Kong Bundy, this big monster is built up to lose to Hogan, and then you're on to the next one. So obviously he still stayed, and and there was some great stuff. Honestly, Harper and Rowan had had a killer summer in 2014. There were three, I think, pay per views in a row. I think it was July, August, September, where they opened. They opened the pay-per-view against the Usos. They were feuding over the tag belts. Each match was spectacular. One of them was a two out of three falls match. Like they just, the four of them had incredible chemistry. So that he was always sort of a figure who was around. He had a thing with Orton too, right? Wasn't there a big thing with Orton? Oh Randy yeah, Orton? the House of Horrors match. What a, yeah, that wasn't beautiful. And and he had a program with The Undertaker too. Oh, he did. A, yes. a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. They... Oh yeah, because it was like, oh, why, why didn't, we have Bray and uh, the streak, right? There's contention mm-hmm. over yes, him yes, not getting to end the streak instead of, instead of Brock. wanted yeah. that to be a thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like while the House of Horrors match was quite clearly the worst thing that's ever been on television, oh, one, wow. of, one of, one of, one <laughs> of, but it, it's up there, isn't it? The sperms going down the ramp. I mean, it was just, it yeah. it, it, it was not good. Um, dolly heads, ooh, scary. Uh but I felt like he made up for that in his cinematic match against Cena uh, at Thunderdome Mania. Fantastic, um, dude. I love which that Which was just incredible. And like true horror, like truly horror. Yeah. Like I felt like it was designed to manipulate you to be afraid, which is like the definition of horror. I thought it was so well done. Uh, I And I know Cena had a lot to do with that. I know he and Bray worked on it together very, very closely. And I think that's incredible that they were allowed that creative freedom. And the difference between that and doing it with Randy Orton, where it's like, surprise, I'm behind the fridge. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that didn't uh It's like the Rob Zombie so Halloween versus the original yeah. Halloween and even the first David Gordon Green. But anyway, that's you know it was it was uh it was not good. Yeah. It was not good. To pivot to some other uh Halloween themed wrestling, I, there there's one thing that comes to my mind when I think of of horror and wrestling and it is this. Julian hit it. Wrestle, 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 
long before it was an NXT event, Halloween Havoc belonged to WCW. And spin the wheel, make the deal. That is where it originated. You had uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Sting in one of the worst. I mean, it's so bad. They stuffed like everything. It's It reeks of like it's the... It's the late eighties, early nineties. Like we stick a, we're gonna stick a little person in there. We're gonna have a bunch of people dressed up. Like this looks like the biker bar that Pee Wee needs to use the phone at. Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> it's the exact same bar. Uh, and then the Dungeon of Doom stuff came after that with Kevin Sullivan and Hulk Hogan, and uh, a young Paul White was involved in that. Oh, and the nice. spin the wheel make the make the spin the spin the wheel make the deal stuff is just so ridiculous. But it goes through my head. Especially around this time of year, I'm just sitting there working or doing whatever in my head. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> I would love for this to be chanted at me if I just entered a, 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 a Halloween Horror Nights at Universal one day. Just a, a room of this. It's not a maze. It's just a room of this. And then you walk yeah. out. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty disappointed, though, because this video that you sent ends yeah. on a cliffhanger where you don't even see where the wheel lands. Instead, yeah. they just laser eye each other and it explodes and it says to be continued at Halloween Havoc 1992. And so I don't know what the what what did the wheel land on? What was the deal? Uh, it landed on everybody loses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. 1992. How is it even making a deal? I, it's like the wheel of yeah. fortune or something. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe every other slot was a fun prize. Maybe it was a speedboat. Or maybe it was something fun. Maybe it was like give yourself an afternoon off. Like I, I don't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's take, a take nice the next deal. Few house shows off. <laughs> yeah. It landed on unionize. <laughs> yeah. H- Hogan runs up and just spins it again. <laughs> it was. Uh, so here are the choices. This is what was on the original wheel in 1992. You had a barbed wire match, cage match. <laughs> Coal Miner's Glove Match, Dog Collar Match, First Blood Match, I Quit Match, Lumberjacks with Belts Match, Prince of Darkness Match, Russian Chain Match, Texas Bull Rope Match, Texas Death Match, or the very popular Spinner's Choice. Of those, which do you think would have been the one that they would have chosen? This is the main event of Halloween Havoc. What was the coal miners? I, I This what? is where I'm at. As a you know coal what? miner's granddaughter, yes. I only want to know about the coal miner's glove. Is it a coal miner's daughter theme match? Is it a Loretta Lynn themed <laughs> yeah. match? Is it about my granddad, Trevor? Like, I must know more about this. You know, I'm so glad you both asked because that is what won. What? Excellent. Makes and perfect the sense. way it works is I believe there's a coal miner's glove, you know, heavy glove on a pole. And so oh, the first person who retrieves it will use it as a weapon, which Sting did. He gets the coal miner's glove. it's just and... a glove. Yeah, he hits, he hits Jake Roberts, but it's a very tough... That, that glove's seen things. Hits hits Jake Roberts with it. Uh, and then that I mean, the tales my granddad used to tell me from down the pit. Did it ever happen that one of them would hit the other with a coal miner's glove, and that other person was holding a snake that then bit them in their own face? Allowing probably, the person holding the coal miner's glove to get the pin and the win? Probably weren't as many snakes in South Yorkshire in the 1960s. But I can't speak to that for certain. I'd like to know from more people who know more about coal mining as to how many snakes are frequently involved. Yeah, I, th- this card is so weird, just all over. Ron Simmons was the world champion at the time. You had a wow. uh, a young Steve Austin wrestling a younger Dustin Rhodes Aw, two sweet Ricky, babies. You have Ricky Steamboat uh, wrestling Brian Pillman. Did Austin have hair back then still? Did he have yes. blonde? 
Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, because he had I hair up until... It was weird to see. He had hair, I think, when <laughs> he so first weird. came to... As the ringmaster, didn't he? Didn't he briefly have hair as the ringmaster? Mm, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Was that yeah. was ringmaster before or after Stunning Steve Austin? That Stunning Steve Austin was WCW. Then he was... Okay. Then he was the ringmaster. Yeah, the and shaved then, head thing was because they wanted him to be like, ooh, stone cold serial killer. He's like, psycho, he'll kill you, yeah. you know, type of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Shaved his That's head. what bald people do, yeah. yeah. I can't believe they had Lexus King Sr. on that card. They, I know. I mean, that's wild. And it took place at the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Woo. So, Aww, shout out to my hometown. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for being the birthplace of spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> It's happening. It's not just in my head. You hear it too, right? <laughs> what are you talking about, Hal? Oh. Doesn't it make you want to like jab between your fingers with a blunted knife? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It really yeah, the knife you <laughs> <laughs> It's actually just a pillow. Let's get Matt Ricardo back on and make him do the knife thing while we sure. play that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's just for me. But like, let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm, I'm into it. I don't feel like there's no discussion of horror and wrestling that's that's complete without talking about the boogeyman, because he's coming to get you. I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. They trotted him out for for Halloween. <laughs> like this is his time I mean, of year. If he's happy to do it, I'm happy to see him. You know, I love I, to yeah. see a man working. That's he's, he's the worm guy, right? He's the worm, the worm guy. Worm guy. Okay. Petrifying. You know, what's funny is that I don't know if you guys remember that the Boogeyman was actually a star of ECW for a little while. And that uh-huh. was WWE ECW, I should say. Yeah. Um, and that was because ECW was on Sci-Fi Network. Um, it just had been on there. And part of the um, the deal, if you will, not the wheel that was spun, but the deal of it moving to Sci-Fi was that they wanted to they had to showcase more creepy, spooky wrestlers. So that was why ECW, the very first episode, you had a zombie show up that the Sandman be- beat up. You had Allison Thorne, who had blood, uh, like, you know, vampire character. It was a lot of very creepy characters that they convinced Sci-Fi Network that they were going to get because they bought this this terrible wrestling show. <laughs> it's not the worst thing that Sci-Fi Channel's ever bought. So <laughs> no, they shouldn't complain. Yeah, they that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, such a weird, like, he... I guess he doesn't mind eating worms because they are worms. They're real worms. Those are real yeah. worms in there. But it's th- great protein. You know, like, it's a great source of protein. Some cultures, how that's a cool mm-hmm. thing to do. Right. Exactly. But it's not like he goes to the Indies after he leaves WWE and he's like, uh, it's the same thing, but now I just eat a jar of Grey Poupon. That's it. It's not a worm. It's just, you're <laughs> like, that's too much mustard. How scary. Like he, he has to eat worms. Like that's his what, whole though? thing. Always if eating worms. If I've done it once for money, you did? And someone, no, if I had oh, done it once have. for money, oh, and then okay. someone kept giving me money, once you've done it once, mm. you just may as well keep doing it, hadn't you? I don't really know anything about this guy besides the worms. And there there were like projections, right? Uh, onto the ring? Yeah. Was that him? And he carried a clock. I think he would smash oh. a clock into his head. Didn't he do that? Didn't he smash the clock into yes, his head? Yes, he did. Because he oh. was, he would, he, I think his first thing that he ever appeared on screen was him doing the Freddy Krueger one two freddy's coming for you thing yeah um, but okay. it was the boogeyman's coming for you oh his name's martin <laughs> you can draw connective tissue from undertaker to papa shango to boogeyman to bray wyatt like that's they're they're yep. in the same family tree totally. of terror mm-hmm. and then Absolutely. kane is also there oh yeah <laughs> 
It's also hey, works in the right. same place. Kane, Kane, like debut Kane, still one of my favorite wrestling characters ever. Oh yeah, those first few years with that full mask and the the fire from the turnbuckles and everything and. I thought he was so cool. It was a great presentation. Funny hearing Vince try to be like, you know what? Let's establish some lore. So it's like Undertaker. <laughs> he's got like a family tree that we're going to flesh out over yeah, time. Just, some cute world, just going to do some cute world building around the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. um, I am going to blow your mind right now because I'm on the Boogeyman's Wikipedia page, a well-known accurate source of information. Uh. Um, but not only is his name Martin, which I just kind of love, um, yep. he is also currently an aerobics instructor. Love Aww. it. And specifically Great. says an aerobics instructor, not like personal trainer, not like yeah. works at gym, whatever, teaches aerobics. I This is my favorite. He's now my favorite person. <laughs> at the ever. beginning of every class, does he go, I'm the boogeyman. I'm coming to teach you. <laughs> he, uh, he has his own training facility in Boulder, Colorado, but where he works as an aerobics instructor. I, not enough people talk about aerobics. No. What a, what a fun time that was. Fell by the wayside, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has leg warmers he wears. Well, he, does, he does sort of wear like fur leg warmers. He's always, he was wearing leg yeah. warmers already. He could totally go straight to class. He could absolutely go straight to class. I wonder if he's got any of those steps. I, I always enjoyed step oh, yeah, you I have think to. that was underrated. The I do ones? think, Julian, I think if we have a stretch goal for Max Fun Drive this year, please remember that I own both the Stephanie McMahon and Triple H uh, Get Fit DVDs. <laughs> Oh, and if we have, we have if we make a significant uplift in in subscribers i think we should do those dvds i'd be down i could do it that's what i think he's like step one take your hgh you know that's you have to rewind it right before it starts it's like yeah. a hidden chapter that's yeah. not listed on the back yeah. but it it's is like, there it's like on the menu where you had to like find a little hidden feature thing where you, if yeah. you hit right you go off that they there's used to a do. list of doctors there's a list of doctors <laughs> and healthcare professionals that you should contact before you begin this regimen uh, you have to rewind it right before it starts no. i mean that's horrifying enough in itself that's yeah. horror that's true horror is the stephanie mcmahon fit dvd i would love to see that right great <laughs> we've seen from the the horror royal rumble which horror creatures would make good wrestlers right yeah so which wrestlers do you think would make good horror monsters slash villains like the outside of the ones that we've discussed are there Beautiful, any that yeah. you think would be a good like monster villain um do you think luna vashan would be a good horror character i feel like she was always terrifying Oh, Luna, that's right. She was yeah. like, she had like the blonde hair. She had the blonde uh, hair that was like in a mohawk. She always had the makeup and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was always Lightning. scary for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's Rosemary a great too. Rosemary is terrifying mm. uh, on the indies. I feel like Oscar would be a really good horror character. Ooh, Oscar could yeah. be in, like very, very good because she, when she dials it down, is very intimidating. And like you never know what she's gonna do. Yeah, I I love Asuka. She's one of my favorites. I feel like they're. I'm trying to think of other, just people who unnerved me as a kid. Mm. I feel like Mosh and Thrasher always made me. I was oh, like, was what the headbangers? Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe they could be, you know, just uh like Rob Zombie type. Or, or like like villains, you know? Yeah. Where it's like they're 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 joking around, but then. You, you you piss them off or you don't even need to piss them off but like they snap and, and kill you like devil's reject style <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> what about uh as in like playing a psycho serial killer tomaso champa oh yeah yeah 
that guy's scary. He's a great actor yeah. too, and I think. Mm-hmm. But I think we've, we've got an embarrassment of riches right now as the people who are just really, really good at performing. Yes. Like Rhea Ripley this week, her promos this week was so incredible. And I, 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 it's so difficult, isn't it? Because she is so physically herself. It's hard to imagine her in a role. Like it would be hard to imagine her disappearing into a role. But I think mm-hmm. she is a fantastic actor. I think she's really, really good at, making choices i feel like i'm being pretentious but i feel like she's making conscious choices with her performance when she's reading scripts when she's performing from a script not necessarily in the ring but in all the backstage stuff i think she's so good and genuinely intimidating and genuinely unpredictable i would love to see her do something scary she also has wide appeal i I, there was recently um i forget who said it i think uh uh was it Meltzer or one of those dudes said something about how like no matter who is the big star of WWE, they're they're not in the same way as like The Rock and Stone Cold mm-hmm. where during the height of the Attitude Era, people who didn't watch wrestling knew who they were. And I think yeah. his argument was something like no one outside of wrestling fans really knows who any of the, the current wrestlers are. And I was like, yeah. I think that's mostly right, except for Rhea Ripley. I think she is known on TikTok. And I think that's yeah. probably why mm. he wouldn't. It wouldn't have occurred to him because that's a very specific, much younger demographic. But yeah. uh, I, I have friends who don't watch wrestling who know who she is. And the f- fucking funniest thing is that they think her and Dominic are actually together. <laughs> and and I have to be like, no, 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 no. That's that's what we call kayfabe. And yeah. this is her actual fiance. And I'll show him Buddy, and they'll be like what <laughs> their, yeah. their minds are blown <laughs> hold on to your hats though because i'm putting that over this week again every week i just put over rhea ripley but every week she excels on tiktok every week she yeah. gets better and better and funnier yeah and, funnier. and, it, and it, she's bound to be bringing at least converting even you know a small percentage of those people to to at least check her out and see what's going on yeah. i think that's that's great yeah 100 totally. We asked you out in the nation a conversation for your opinions. Nate on Facebook said, Weird story time. Growing up, I was so scared of The Undertaker and The Boogeyman that I had a hard time sleeping. For a while after an Undertaker segment, I thought he was behind me. So for a while, they were haunting me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot, there's a lot of Boogeyman here. Terry on Facebook says, I'm in my mid-40s now, but every time I see a Boogeyman clip, I am deeply disturbed. That stuff is frightening <laughs> on a molecular level. The guy is eating worms. Yeah. yeah. This is I mean, exactly right. It's not only is he creepy looking... And he also intends to do your harm. Like, yeah. you know he intends to do you harm. So he's already frightening. He's then scary to look at. And then that motherfucker's eating worms. So yeah. it's like, you he's got, he wants to hurt you. That is his one intention. He's so fucked up that he's prepared to eat worms for a laugh. And he's terrifying <laughs> to look at. Like, there's no good there. There's no part of you that thinks maybe he just wants to get a coffee and chat. Like, yeah. no. he doesn't. He can't talk through his issues. He's eating worms. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the original Mankind, which was really mm. disturbing, where he's in the boiler room and he's pulling his own hair out, like yeah. that. That was disturbing. But squeals. now, like, he's just an old guy who loves Santa and roller coasters. Really, and he, loves and he doesn't Santa. have teeth. You yeah, know? yeah. 
But even knowing that Martin is an aerobics instructor doesn't make the boogeyman any like the boogeyman no, feels like doesn't. something that happens in the evenings and he's not aware. Yes. Like it's yeah, it's Tyler yeah, he just blacks out after on his way home yeah, from it's like we've got a Jekyll Hyde situation going on. Yeah. Like every time he drinks a sip of prime, he turns into the boogeyman. <laughs> <Of course, laughs> Is that what happens? It. it could happen to any of us. Like I'm yeah. just warning you about prime. Um yeah. Anything where someone is there's no logical explanation for the reason why they're doing what they're doing it's yeah. frightening right because yes. we as human beings process information with, through logic and it's like well i can understand why x happened because y happened but there is no x he's eating fucking worms i don't know how to <laughs> express this enough <laughs> i'm upset about it <laughs> i love it for him finally vz on blue sky said house of black is kind of like halloween all year round but their unwavering dedication to their aesthetic was the variety i needed to keep watching when i got into wrestling last year that's awesome oh cool welcome to wrestling vz yeah and and uh i love malachi black just like the person uh i forget his his real name but i've chatted with him before we talked about uh some horror movies and stuff and and he's did you talk to him about cats because he's got nine of them Oh, I thought you meant like the movie Cats. Oh, but also the movie I Cats. Love. Speaking of horror movies, <laughs> one yeah. of my favorite movies, Cats. Terror. <laughs> yeah, Malachi talked about aliens, and we both talked about how oh, badass fun. of a character Ripley is and how it's fun how, what's his name, the her like love interest in that movie? Michael Bean. Yeah, about yeah. how it's great, how he just like defers to her and just like trusts her. He's always very like, Rhea Ripley, very Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Bean's kind of the Dominic to to her. Yeah, <laughs> Rhea let's Ripley. get Rhea a cat. That's all. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, most things can be made better with a cat. You're not wrong. Strikes me as a great Dame person. I could oh, Rhea? see, her, like nice but I could dog. also see. Her, I could see them with a very large dog, but I could also see her with a very small dog. Mm. You know, I, 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 like I could see it go. It's one way or the other. There's no in between dog for Rhea Ripley. It's either yeah. a hilarious tiny baby that she could carry around and take with her everywhere and love like no one has ever loved anything, or it's a great big giant beast like a mastiff or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that looks like a small dog because yeah, she next is... to her. Yeah. She's a, a, <laughs> a massive human being. <laughs> hey, if you have any thoughts on that, or if you've got anything more to say about the spooky side of wrestling, visit us on our social media channels via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. It's the final week of Co-Optober. I'm Richard Roby, producer, and I'm here with... KT Wigman, operations specialist. To cap off National Co-Op Month, we're sharing how worker-owned co-ops can benefit their communities. Read about it in our newsletter or on social media at MaxFunHQ. We're also trying to do our part. We're volunteering at our local food bank this week, 
And we encourage you to volunteer in your area, too. On Friday, we're announcing the donation that you helped raise in the Postmax Fund Drive sticker sale, going to five food banks across the U.S. And we want to make sure that you know this is your last chance to get our limited edition launch crew merch. Grab a pin, hat, shirt, or hoodie before they disappear at the end of the month. Details on merch, resources for volunteering, and all things Co-Optober can be found at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Thank you so much for your support and a great Co-Optober. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. And... James A. Janice. And it is time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Yeah. James, you're our guest. Please go first. Okay. You said it can be anything, right? Because I didn't come prepared. So I'm just off the top of my head. Honestly, too cool was what like kept me into wrestling as a kid it yes. like you know sure rock and stone cold they were cool but like too cool danced around with a big guy and they put sunglasses on him and they did the worm and i just that that's what captivated like 10 year old 11 year old me and made me made me fall in love with wrestling scotty too hottie i definitely like shocked my hair up like him i bought those kinds of sunglasses <laughs> when uh th- there are a few royal rumble spots with them that i i'll always remember one is when Kane and Undertaker like clear the ring and are just hanging out together in the ring. And then the next person out is Scotty Tuhati and just the look of fear on his face as he's approaching the ring like he's just crapped those oversized pants of his are great. And then another rumble is like all three members of Too Cool clear the ring and they start a dance party. And then Rikishi yeah. throws uh, Grandmaster Sexay and, and Scotty Tuhati over the ring and just gives him a shrug like, yeah, sorry, I had to. And just, I don't know. I love those guys. And R.I.P., Grandmaster Sexay and uh, Scott Garland. Is that his name, right? Yeah. Firefighter now. Is he? I, yeah. I, I follow him on Instagram. He's very proud of his daughter who, like, I think works Aww. at Universal. He's, like, always just posting stuff about how proud of his daughter uh, he is. And I, I know that he did a lot of, like, backstage, like, training mm-hmm. and stuff for a while. And I would just, like, I don't know. I would just love to see him in the ring one more time. I don't know if he's if he can do that, but. It'd be great. I would too. By the way, if you if anybody is uh, wants to check out that Royal Rumble where two cool uh, dances, they put the sunglasses on Rikishi. That is the two thousand Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that no, is a great. It, moment. That's at Madison Square Garden, right? It is where the the entrance is on the hard cam. Yep, and it looks like trash. It looks like this dirty alley <laughs> yes. that you like walk down. And I miss that kind of stuff. It, it looks so, it's so <laughs> janky, but it it stands out more than just the same thing over and over. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. That was great. We we love yeah. we love a Scotty too hot and a too cool here. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over? Um, in honor of Daniel Radford, I have two things. Uh, but the first thing is a recommendation for everyone because uh, it's that time of year. It is spooky season. It's spooky weekend, so you should totally watch They Live. It is legal. It's legally required of a wrestling fan, right, to watch They yeah. Live at least once a year. 
So <laughs> do it. It's magical. It's showing at a couple of places around LA, I think, uh, if you're in the area, but it does show quite frequently over the, the Halloween holiday. So if you can see it in a cinema, it's so cool. And Roddy Piper is so good. I love that movie. So I'm telling everyone to watch They Live. But then I also, because I can't go a week without putting over Rhea Ripley, I have to put over the little clip of Rhea Ripley and Dominic. They were in Munich this week and Dominic made mommy a Leverkusen gift. And it's so adorable. I'm obsessed with them. Mommy, I spent some time around Munich today. And uh, I did. And I got you a little something. I hope you like it. What'd you get? It says mommy and everything. Oh. I I did this myself. You did it yourself? I did. Did you write mommy too? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Dom. Of course, I got you. It's a, you can put it on with a necklace too. Um, a little gingerbread man. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Number one mommy. They are so wholesome and adorable. <laughs> and this is why people think they're together because this yep. is the relationship. I know I'm not going to do it. I nearly made it a whole week without talking about Taylor Swift. But like, this is why people are so crazy about Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. It's because he's crossing that extremely low bar that we women have come to live with, where he's just doing the <laughs> basics of being a gentleman visibly for people to see. Beautiful. Uh, as long as we're talking about mommies and it's Halloween, I'm going to put over my mother, my departed mother who uh, one year, long ago, long before we knew, although we should have, dressed in the Hulk Hogan costume that I had worn a couple of years prior uh, and and came to my fifth grade class, like when the parents were showing up, and she came in dressed as Hulk Hogan with like the the mask on and like a full sweatshirt. And I appreciated that about her. That was something she would do. Did not care about wrestling. Neither of my parents did, but they did take me to see WrestleMania three close circuit at the Spectrum. So uh, they were all always supportive, and uh, that is a memory I hold dear of her. And by sharing that, I allow her to live uh, to live on forever. So there you go. Great. Yeah, I love that, Albert. That does it for this episode. I mean, it, let's just put aside the fact that she dressed as what is now a known racist. Like we didn't, you know, she didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We it was didn't fine. Know. It made you we happy. Didn't know. Yeah. It was yeah, the style you... at the time. You didn't know. You yeah. didn't know. <laughs> it was all the fashion. <laughs> we didn't have hidden cameras back then. True. We weren't recording our friends' phone calls yeah. or watching them bone our wives. After anyway, they boned our wives. Yeah, on. sure. Yeah. Well, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. Our special guest this week was the wonderful James A. Janice. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tell tell everybody, anybody who doesn't know, shame on them. Uh, they, they're now going to be educated. Uh, tell them where, where to subscribe, where to follow you, everything. Yeah, Dead Meat on YouTube is the place to go. Uh, also, Dead Meat James on all the social sites. But yeah, mostly the YouTube dead meat uh, often do wrestling stuff. And we do plan on doing another horror Royal Rumble in January, which um, the original one last year or earlier this year is my second favorite video we've ever done. 30 custom horror characters coming out in a computer run Royal Rumble match in WWE 2K19 with my wife and I commentating on it while having never seen the match before. So it was all fresh to us. And uh, God, I love that video. It's so good. So many amazing storytelling beats within the match, including 
Stephen King coming out just to eliminate Pennywise the Clown and then being eliminated himself. He just he he had to put an end to his own creation, and then it didn't matter what happened to him. The stories write themselves. Exactly. It was beautiful. Yeah, go check that out. Go check out the original Horror Royal Rumble so you're primed for the next one. That's right. Uh, that's nothing but a good time, folks. Dead Meat is the <laughs> channel on YouTube. Lindsay, you have anything that you want to throw out there? Books. Yeah. Books, books, sure. books, books, yes. books, books, yes. books, books, yes. please read my books. That's it. Books. Just books. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love that enthusiasm. Yeah. Wherever you want to get them. Libraries, ebooks, stores, anywhere except for the lovely people that are pirating them. And keep emailing me to ask if I want to pirate my own book. And I'm like, that's just silly. That's just foolish. Uh, but, you know, the world turns. Are they sending you magnet links to download torrents of your, your books? I, it, it just people, like, I've been tagged in them on Twitter. You know, people oh, have been like, oh, look, you can read a book here at Lindsay Kelk. And I'm like, that is an illegal destination. Mm. Uh, so, you know, ignore those things. <laughs> They're free from your library. I totally understand books are not an inexpensive uh, investment in some places and to some people, but libraries are a magical, magical thing. <laughs> and most of them have eBooks now and you can totally rent eBooks, audiobooks from your library. I love hey. that. Yeah. How about it? Books. Uh, as usual, I'm going to keep promoting sagafterstrike.org. Hopefully the negotiations are going well. Uh, if not, you know who to blame. Our producer is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. You can also find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com. Celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week, but until then, keep this phrase in your mind and heart forever. Well, one guy really wants his spin the wheel. I just noticed the person who's like, spin the wheel. Yeah, that guy in the background. Spin the wheel. He's had a shit day. It's like, please just spin the goddamn wheel. That fucking yeah. wheel gets please. spun. Like, spin the wheel. yet, I can't see. I'm too far back. <laughs> <laughs> We are all that guy. <laughs> That's what I know. That's what I know. Here comes the pain. Bow to the masters. This is a podcast. They are podcasters. Max Fun's the network. Dyson Bikes is the name. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artists' own shows. Supported directly by you.